Welcome, welcome, hola, hola, hola. Welcome to another episode of Mujer de Éxito, Unbounded Woman of Success Without Limits. My name is Marty Angel and I am your host for this podcast. Mi nombre es Marty Angel y soy su anfitriona aquí para este podcast. I just want to share with you that sometimes we speak English, sometimes we speak Spanish, and sometimes we speak Spanglish. And what this podcast is all about is about getting the story, the real story, the raw and real story from those women who have gone from survivor to thriver and hopefully inspires you to be able to see that you can do it too. As a business coach, I love taking the mujerpreneur, the bilingual mujerpreneur, gain clarity and focus on who they serve so they can up-level from brick and mortar to click and order and rock their six-figure biz. Gracias por estar aquí. Let's get to it. Vamos. All right. Hola, 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 everybody. Welcome, welcome to another episode of Mujer de Éxito, Unbounded Woman of Success Without Limits. I am your host, soy su anfitriona, Marty Angel, Marty Angel. I am so incredibly grateful for each and every one of you, the listeners, the watchers here on Coach Marty Angel YouTube channel. I'm so incredibly grateful for each and every one of you. And today I'm really excited because I have a special guest and I call her a special guest because she is a, you know, a professor at Cal Poly San Luis Obispo, and I'm a professor as well. My son went to Cal Poly San Luis Obispo, so I'm very familiar with the campus, very familiar with um, San Luis Obispo. I love it, and we have so much in common. We have the same coach and lots of other things. We have a podcast together, but today I am so incredibly grateful. Hoy estoy bien emocionada. Bien emocionada porque tengo aquí una amiga muy linda y vamos a escuchar su historia ahora. Help me to welcome everybody, Christiane Schroeder, Cal Poly professor, entrepreneur, wellness and health coach, and the list goes on and on. Gracias por estar aquí. Thank you, Dr. Christiane Schroeder. Schroeder, am I saying that right? Oof. Oh, but, it's perfect. Perfect. Okay. <laughs> okay. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. We're both in the wellness space. We're both professors. We're both. There's like, oh my gosh, when I was thinking about this, I was like, oh, so beautiful. So tell me a little bit about you, the person, just a mm -hmm. little bit about. 
And of course, I'm going to reveal some fun facts. So listeners, you better stay tuned. This is going to be uh, a juicy show, right? <laughs> Let's do it. So yeah, my name is Christiana, and I'm so happy to be here today. We're definitely going to jam-pack this full with information. So you better stay tuned on YouTube and on the podcast show. Um, I've been living here in San Luis Obispo since 15 years, and I'm going to weave in my first juicy little fact. Started here when I was pregnant with my oldest daughter. So yes, I did move across the country, uh, five months pregnant, and two cats in my vehicle, uh, my husband driving. He always says we arrived, my, my, my wife was pregnant, and there were two cats in the back seat. And my <laughs> wife, um, of course, uh, wanted to stop like every five minutes to pee or whatever. <laughs> and then the cats <laughs> in the back seat, they don't like traveling either. Anyway, this is the fun part. I lived in the South and now I'm living in California and I love it here. So I'm super excited to be here. Oh, that's great. And and, and we're super excited to have you. So my my son is like, was, was she one of my professors, mom? And I'm going like, no, I don't think so. You we were in a different department, but still you guys were in the same vicinity. <laughs> but yeah. um you have you have an amazing story. You have an amazing story, which I'm gonna sh I'm gonna ask you to share later on. But I have a couple of questions. You're um, you're in what department, and then um, what are you teaching in? Mm -hmm. That's important. And then um, tell us then a little about as well what department you're teaching in, and then what is your business, mm -hmm. which is you know your side gig for sure. Yes, I have a PhD in applied economics, and I'm always been, I've always been passionate about health, wellness. So I focused my dissertation at Purdue University on uh, obesity, and I try to figure out whether we can change the prices or um, the income level of consumers and incentivize them to either way purchase lower calorie foods such as fruits and vegetables or disincentivize them, so tax higher caloric food. Um, it was a really interesting time when I wrote my dissertations. I graduated in 2005. And at that point, the United States was just starting to explore taxing higher caloric food and maybe subsidizing foods and vegetables. Now, I want to say since then, my research has actually been cited a lot for the taxes on high caloric food, because since then some countries, including some countries in the uh, European Union have actually started taxing soft drinks and started taxing foods as well. So there's definitely been a mountain of change and I've never lost that passion for obesity. So now I'm a health uh, coach. I teach a lot of clients with regard to changing their mindset. So I really focus on um, kickstarting your wellness, no matter how much time you have, where you are with regard to your ability or where you are in your life. Uh, so I really um, work with anybody who um, has made the decision to change something because it has to come from you at the end of the day, right? And my business right. is called Hello Happy Nest because I'm a firm believer that if you kickstart your wellness, you will feel happier. I really want to emphasize that uh, to make sure that you understand it's not about um, looking good or getting a certain goal weight. Um, anything like that is it's just secondary. The main thing is just the way that you feel and the way that you're going to act and show up in the world. Right, right. And you um, 
You have a, a strong resiliency story that's very close to um, my story as well, which is what I found as I was reading your information. I was like, oh, wow. I'm like, this woman and I are like, we are living it's almost like we're the same person living the same things, but, but, um, you know, but different on, on parallel universes. Right. So, um, but you have, you have, uh, a story to tell, which brought you to what you're doing right now, mm-hmm. both in your business, as well as what you're doing in, you know, in, in your job. Right. And that story hits really, really um, strongly for me. So I would like for you to share your story of resilience. Well, you know, because you go back in time from when it started. So tell us a little bit about your your journey of health. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I always struggled with digestive issues. Um, you can hear from my accent. I grew up in Germany. And um, if you think like German food, maybe the immediate response is it's not exactly um, the easiest to digest. If you have a sensitive stomach on top of living in a country that embraces very rich food, um, you can see this is a double challenge right there. So I always struggled with digestive issues and really started to um, become passionate about figuring out what I can do to feel better. As I say, the wellness Mm. is a lot about feeling better and managing your day-to-day tasks. Because if you're struggling with stomach issues, um, you feel you have no energy, you're feeling um, worn down on top of not feeling well, because sometimes you can hide things really well. I also had a lot of um, skin issues. So because my digestion didn't work properly, my skin was basically just purging all the gunk that my stomach was not digesting. And so I had a flare-ups of acne all over my face. Uh, my hair is really thin and it looked very dull. There was in general just not a glow about me. And um, I didn't feel um, very thriving and energetic. <laughs> it's those two <laughs> words right there. So I, I, I have always been this way to where I... I was a student and um, kind of like started to figure out some things that worked for me. And then eventually, whenever I figure things out, I become the teacher. So that's maybe um, definitely where why I'm a professor now. So I started learning about um, different types of nutrition that would maybe benefit me. And because I was also passionate about food and nutrition, I started working as a dietitian in a clinic in Germany helping others with the nutrition, but then also seeing those people in the clinic going back home and dropping right back to where they started. So I, I quickly realized that a clinic isn't the right setting to change your behavior. It needs to start at home. Mm-hmm. If you are learning at home how to take care of yourself, most likely you're raising a healthy family and most likely you are able to do those habits no matter where you are or um how you feel because you have it in the comfort of your home. So I'm going to pause right there because I think Marty already has a question. I saw her eyes kind of like glow up there. We have so much in common. <laughs> I know we do. So um, you are so right. So you said, you know, one of the things that's really, really important is that we can mask a lot of, you know, a lot of things, you know, you can 
push through the headache, you know, um, as long as it's not like a migraine, you can push through, you know, any sort of ache in the body. But when it comes to the stomach, oh my goodness. So I've been there, done that because it's like the, you know, I can remember when I was in high school, right. Then I just wouldn't feel like eating because I was always feeling nauseous and things like that. So, um, so I hear you when you, you know, when you say that, you know, it's, it's so important. And then at a point in my time also too, I remember being, you know, in the throes of my second cancer where it was like, I would give anything and give up everything if I could just have my health back and feel good, right? The energy wasn't there. But let me ask you this. You, um, you've worked with people and um, so you are a health coach. I am a functional diagnostic nutritionist slash health coach as well. And what is the one thing that you find that you struggle with when um, when working with your clients? What is one thing for me? Um, let me give you an example. For me, when I'm working with my clients, I can tell if they're going to get, you know, if they're going to go be successful or if they're not. So what is the one thing, one challenge that you find most, um, you know, in your practice? One challenging aspect? Yeah, it's it's actually frequently, um, let me compare it to something. Um, it's similar to when people, now we're moving into the new, new year here, when people want to declutter right so when they want to declutter um they tend to be very overwhelmed initially if they have a lot of clutter and they don't even know where to start but they kind of like nearly wish they would have a magic wand and it would just like poof it would just go away so my most frustrating thing is that when we start a new wellness routine we have to be patient <laughs> it's not going to happen immediately it will not happen tomorrow and if there is somebody that promises you results within a week or 10 days, most likely this is not something you're going to keep up for the rest of your life or those results will happen. My two things. Either way is like totally radical or it's absolutely a lie. So if you want to sustain a wellness routine in a way that you actually enjoy your life and you're feeling uh, you're having fun and you can actually do this and um, still eat live, sleep, and feel like a normal function human being, it's going to take time. And it might not just be a week. It might not be two weeks. It might take three or four weeks until you see results. So there is no magic wand that you can swing. And sometimes I have the feeling that a lot of my clients, let's say we're starting January 1, New Year's resolutions, by the time that the Super Bowl rolls around, which is like sometime early February, they have already, um, you know, they frequently people give up. So now the good thing is I'm like super high energy and empowering. And I also call myself an accountability coach because you have to stick to it to see results. Yeah. It's just like decluttering. You can't just yeah. like, you know, take a big trash bag and stuff everything in. Now, I guess you could, but if you really want to declutter <laughs> meaningful, it probably takes a little bit time to see results. And it also takes a system that you will keep your house decluttered in the future. 
Right, right. So now um, that is so true. I, I love what you said about the, you know, the analogy of decluttering. So now let's um, move into the business space. So mm-hmm. you now, I would love for you to walk us through what happened or what was the catalyst that 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 give you that gave you the 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 push to say okay i'm going to open my own practice and i'm going to be a health coach what was that one thing what how did you decide because and the reason i'm asking is because you are a job person so we have some of my listeners that are uh job people and they're thinking no i can't have a side gig because i already work so give me um give me your your you know your how did you walk us through how did you go from being a job person and deciding to open up a business as well yeah there are actually three reasons and i said at the beginning of the recording here especially for those youtube listeners that are on live i said they're going to be some uh, fun juicy stories right so three reasons the first reason is after you have children all of a sudden you realize you want to leave a legacy, right? So you 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 live your life, you do your best, um, but somehow you want to pass something on that you did, something amazing. And my publications and everything is amazing. My podcast is amazing. It's ranked in the top 1.5%, happy, healthy hustle. But you somehow also want to pass on your knowledge. So after I had children, I realized that I have to put my self-care first and I need to teach my children, we have two daughters, that they need to do that too in the future. So one big catalyst was um, my growing family, that I felt that A, my time with myself is getting shorter and that I need to prioritize that, and B, that in order to be a good role model for my children, I need to actually practice what I teach. (laughs) And then I thought, see, that's my third reason. I started to realize that when I looked at some of those health and wellness coaches that I'm so passionate about teaching that I was like, I can do that too. And so that's just (laughs) who I am, right? I was like, no, I want to do this. So I started earning certifications and working in the wellness space has been the most gratifying thing because I realized that my learnings and my knowledge how it changes and transforms lives of other people and the clients that I work with, how they reach out to me and how much gratitude they share with me that they didn't even expect their life would transform this way is absolutely amazing. And of course, my daughters really care about the health and wellness now too. They're teenagers and that's a really important life uh, part in their life because they're realizing how their body is changing, how their caloric intake really impacts how their body is changing. And so they are also more in control and in charge what goes in their mouth. So raising responsible human beings um, has been one of the big drivers in my um, work choice. And I would encourage whoever wants to pursue a site or part-time job on top of their full-time job, that you should choose something you're really passionate about because then it doesn't seem like a job. It will just seem like you're pursuing your passion. Right, exactly. And um, so many people ask me, you know, um, what's what's my passion? And in what I want to share with you, and you can agree or disagree, but when it comes to 
you know, knowing our passion is so it, it, it takes a while because as a business coach, you know, some people are like, I want to do it, but, but then I, I'll ask them, you know, what is your passion? Let's work on your mission statement. And, and a lot of times they're like, um, well, I can tell you what I don't like, or mm-hmm. I can tell you, you know, and, and we are so wired that way. We are so um, socially indoctrinated, you know, that we talk about, we're really clear on what we don't want, on what doesn't help and doesn't work. But we're not really clear on what does work, what is our passion, and what are we good at. And so I yeah, and and it's and and so that's one of the things you knew you were good at education, right? You're a great educator, so now it just made sense to educate out here in the nutritional, you know, wellness space, right? But um, it sort of goes because you teach you. You teach something very similar, but just the fact that you're educating, you're still educating over here as you are over here, right? So it's so important. Um, give me one thing that you would um, like, or one way in which somebody who's not sure what their passion is, how would you tell them to find their passion? Oh, I love this. And this is actually one of the main things I work with with my clients, the mindset piece. And I call it finding your superpower. Uh, mm. Because we frequently, especially females, or especially from a um, different nationality or background, we tend to be very humble about <laughs> what we're good at, and maybe um, kind of just hide it or not even ever think about it where we are like, I don't actually know what I'm good at. And so here's like the prime example. So in my classes, in my teaching, I always want to learn the names of my students and the names of my clients and how to pronounce it, etc. But frequently I meet um, people and they're like, oh, I'm sorry, I'm just not good with names. Well, if you keep t- telling this yourself, you're probably never ever going to be good with names. So this is where the mindset comes in you need to start thinking, I can do this. So for instance, if you want to start walking every day, but you say, I'm just not good with walking, I'm just not good with exercise. Well, that's, um, you know, probably not true. So why don't we try this out? And we just go for like a one minute walk, right? Like doing one push up per day. Uh, So just get started. That's my main recommendation. Your mindset will let you do it. And all of a sudden, if you keep your open mind, then you realize it's actually something you might be very good at. So I have had clients that um, were telling me, I I'm, I know I'm female, I need to do weightlifting, but I'm not good with it. Or I know I need to get a stronger core because my back hurts, but I don't have an ability to do this. And What I do then is basically remove all those little friction points and make it so that the client realizes, I can do this. Because you have to have this, I can do net, kind of like this growth mindset. Let's use that word Mm -hmm. and that verbology 
two really like um, new things come in. It's kind of like learning a language. Um, we can all learn languages. Some might be faster. Some might be more prone to learning one language than another. But at the end of the day, we are smart human beings. We're always learning. You can do it. <laughs> yeah, it, it, that's so true. You know, uh, one of the things I always say is be careful what you say because your words become your truth. And, you know, and how we speak about ourselves is even more critical, right? And, and people are always like, oh, well, I'm not good at this and I'm not good at that. And so, you know, um, litany goes on. They can actually write lists of everything they're not good at. But when it comes to then I, you know, then I have them write what they are good at, it takes them so much longer. And it's like almost like pulling teeth to get them to acknowledge. And like you said, we are, um, you know, culturally, we come from a, be different cultures. And, uh, you know, I know in the Hispanic culture, you are to be, you are not to be, you know, seen at all, right? You can be heard at the right time, but, you know, God forbid that you're seen and you're in the front and you're, you know, and, you know, talking your passion or talking whatever it is, because you're, you're not socially indoctrinated to do that, right? We're socially indoctrinated to be a second-class citizen, which we are not as females. And I think that has a lot to do. So there's already a lot of challenges once you decide, I'm going to open up a business, right? Mm -hmm. Now, when you opened up your doors, you opened up your doors, you said, okay, here it is. What was the first thing that you decided to do in order to open up those doors? Mm. So I had, a, um, I had a lot of clients that had initially heard about my own personal health story. So I think that helps. If okay. you're thinking about opening a business, that you keep sharing your own success story with your audience. Um, mm -hmm. The reason for it being it, A, makes you more authentic, and B, it also makes you more relevant because by sharing, they frequently experience the same issue and all of a sudden they feel invited to talk about it openly. Digestive issues are not usually something you speak about at dinner parties. It's just not really an <laughs> issue. You're like, all right, yeah, I'm really struggling with my digestion, right? Um, but at the same time, many people experience it. I bet to say that 90% of the United States probably struggles with some digestion issues here or there, right? Um, when we have, when we're stressed, our stomach, um, I always say it's food and mood, right? The food yeah. travels through the stomach and it impacts your mood. So um, oh, you will yeah. struggle with it at one point or another. And by sharing it, there were a lot of people that kept asking me, so what is it that helped you? Um, how did you do this? And then I started writing things down um, and sending it to them at the beginning. And all of a sudden I had so much written down that I thought I need to create an online program. So my very first step was I shared it with the people that had asked me about it initially. Can you share with me? So I shared it with them and then they enrolled into the program. And so they basically got the information. It's, um, standalone, 
little sections of like I call them pearls of wisdom, so to speak. So they could watch five minute videos of me explaining a very complex concept in a very simplistic and fun way um, with recipes and workouts, as well as handouts for them to work on their own journey. So all of a sudden, this learning became fun. And it wasn't just me sharing it on one on one, but it was sharing it with an audience in the whole world. Um, and the on-demand piece was really immense because now I could reach people in Australia. I had some clients from the Philippines that given time difference couldn't work with me before. And I really felt I was making a bigger impact um, than initially when I was just talking about my own story on Instagram. Ah, uh, yeah, that sounds amazing. So um, let me ask you this, uh, with, if somebody were to want to um, maybe get some freebies from you or whatever, where can they actually locate some of your goodness? Yeah. Um, so I, I am still having a few spots open right now in my one-on-one -on -one coaching program. And you can find out about it on hellohappynest.com. Hello Happy Nest. And I would love to work with you and have you one secure one of those one-on-one -on -one coaching spots. Uh, the online uh, program is self-guided. And then the coaching is something that you and I will figure out together and make your dreams and your wellness goals come true. And then otherwise, the self-guided program is also available for purchase. Uh, that does not include the coaching. However, it's maybe for clients that feel they rather want to do it self-guided and on their own terms and go through it, still get the recipes and the workouts with it, but rather um, do a journey on their own. That sounds great. I am going to um, drop the link right here. If you're watching us on the Coach Marty Angel YouTube channel, uh, you know, down in the description below, I will drop her link. And then if you are listening to us uh, on the podcast, wherever you listen to your favorite podcast, you, the link will be in the show notes so mm -hmm. that we can share, you know, her goodness. But it's it's so empowering to have, you know, somebody guide you. So I highly recommend that you really go to her website, check it out, give her some love on social media, you know, and um, don't forget to give me some love too, but, but we want to make sure that we're empowering each other. And um, let me ask you this, let me, before we actually begin to um, close up here, uh, let me ask you, what is the one question or the one, um, you know, topic that you encounter most from your clients? Mm, so frequently, the one question is because I work out so much. People ask me about protein and where I get my protein from, etc. And now I have oh. to tell you, this is actually kind of a, a fun question right there too, because um, I tend to teach a lot of workout classes all back to back. And I actually don't drink protein shakes in between. I just uh, drink water. Um, the reason for that being is I would love to leave the recreation center being fully hydrated. In fact, my body weight might actually be higher because I have so much water in my body than before. 
So hydration is a far bigger problem than protein in the United States. So I would always encourage you grab some water. Um, don't worry as much about protein. We'll figure this out too. Um, we'll certainly get you your protein no matter you know how we'll make sure you're fully proteined up. But the hydration is really something that especially if you tend to get tired, you drink some water, we'll get your brain working again and we'll get it going. And it's great for your skin, for your hair. So you can tell I don't have acne anymore. Um, so I'm really um, blessed now that I figure out a lot of um, cool tips. And of course, I will share those with you too. Yes, you do have beautiful skin and you have great eyes. And I just think it's so important. Um, my biggest thing that I find is because um, I, I personally, I want a better, as I'm getting older, I want a better quality of life. Mm -hmm. So that for me is the impetus that makes me find, you know, better, you know, I'm always doing, I used to work for the uh, re uh, food industry research um that was based out of Hawaii. And um, so it was really interesting, all of the politics and, that that are involved with food. And it's interesting, all of the ingredients and all of the stuff that are mixed with food. But, you know, that that's just you and I probably get you know, get really excited about learning new things. But some people are like, just tell me what I need to eat. Just tell me what I don't need to eat. And then, and then let's go from there. Right. <laughs> sure. um, and, and, you know, it's also fun. I sometimes have at the beginning where clients say that, um, just give me a meal plan, just give me a workout plan. And then, you know, coming back to full circle to how we started this conversation, all of a sudden you're starting to learn about what you're really good at. And what you mm -hmm. like, um, it sometimes mm -hmm. just takes, it's like a muscle. It just takes a little bit of training. And all of a sudden you're like, okay, I like this vegetable a lot. And this one, not as much. So maybe I should explore that family of vegetables because this was amazing. Um, so um, again, there's never a bad time to start a wellness program. Maybe it's today for you, you know. Uh, for the 14th of December or maybe tomorrow. You don't have to wait until January 1. And in fact, I actually strongly encourage you to start thinking about it before uh, the end of the month because that's even more fun to kickstart 2024 with goals in mind already. Mm, yes. Yes. So, so important for that. And yes, you're probably going to be very backed up toward, uh, you know, January 1st, the first couple of weeks in, in January. Right. And it's so, it's so interesting how people wait to like, let's do it after the holidays, right. Yeah. Where you could actually spend a healthy holiday. Right. But, um, now let me ask just one more thing and then we'll, we can wrap this up. Um, you grew up in Germany, correct? Correct. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, and then, and now you're growing, growing on in the U.S. What is the biggest difference that you find in your, in, in changing that? Because obviously what you guys had when you were growing up is very different than what's here in the United States. What, you know, how did you navigate through that change, you know, through that change of food? Mm. Oh, that's a great question. 
So with regard to food in the United States and Europe or Germany in particular, where I grew up, I would say that in the United States, food is far more available, right? Yet yeah, use that word. And it starts okay. with when we think about it, that a lot of grocery stores are open pretty much every day of the week. And also some of them even 24 hours. And then, of course, you have fast food restaurants or you have a lot of other restaurants that are open long. Some of them even drive through. Right. In Germany, we don't have that. In fact, um, I've seen drive throughs in Germany. I definitely do not know that any. Uh, supermarkets are open on Sundays. So that still has not changed. Sunday oh, is wow. a day of rest in Germany. You don't go grocery shopping. You actually really shouldn't do a whole lot at all. You're spending it with the family and you're resting. And that means that in general, there's far more planning that goes into your food. There's no like, oh, let's just go and grab some hamburgers or something. It doesn't work this way because <laughs> the many of the places are closed, right? And same with late night snacking. You can't just like go somewhere and get something. So that is one of the biggest differences that if you in your, if you live in the United States, everything is so convenient that the temptation is always there. And in Germany, it takes a little bit more uh, to acquire food, um, whether you have to go to the farmer's market, which I do a lot here in California, it's far more European, or whether you um, get fast food it definitely becomes more Americanized in Europe. It's, it was that word right there, even though it's not exactly ideal, but there are more drive-throughs, there are more chain restaurants, fast food chain restaurants, um, whether it's a McDonald's or Burger King or anything like that. However, there's still also that traditional small, um, small shop, like a bakery or a butcher. And... Um, in the United States, we see that all combined in a large supermarket. And it's far more the trend in Europe that if you want um, bread, you go to a baker. If you want meat, you go to a butcher. If you want cheese, um, there is also a certain place for that. And that is something that I really embrace, that culture right there, because it goes back to long family heritage and uh, completely different processing techniques, um, which is really neat as well. It's not large-scale production, but frequently small or medium-scale production. So I cherish that when I go there. There is more of an emphasis on a food culture and embracing that what you get is special instead of just like um, eating just to satisfy the hunger or the craving. Very interesting, really interesting. Wow, that's amazing. Thank you so much for that information. Um, so we're wrapping up now, and I just want to say thank you so much because I got to learn a little bit about you and a little bit about your business. But and do you have any last, you know, suggestions, words, tips for anybody who is really thinking about starting their own business mm -hmm. and they're afraid? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I actually work a lot with business owners too. And I have to say that when I started my podcast, I love that you asked me about this early on the Instagram live. You asked me about my podcast, Marty. I really um, just went for it. Because you know why? If you don't, you will never start, right? 
So I started totally scrappy. I recorded my first podcast on my phone. Did I have a fancy microphone or a camera or recording studio? No. And um, <laughs> that doesn't mean that you don't have to have this by all means. But at the same time, it's the same with your business. If you want to start a business and you're passionate about something, just start putting things up on Etsy, especially, you know, that's um, just an online marketplace. And there are so many other ones there, too. Just start it. And it might not be ideal. There might be little snags and hitches. And that's just the beauty of it, that um, you experience that. And it, in the long run, will be a story that you can laugh about. But in the short run, that's just something that uh, no matter how much you plan, there will always be those things. I mean, I remember um, I got married in when I was still in my PhD program and we had this absolute low cost wedding. I think I told you about this, Marty, actually, this <laughs> low cost dress. Uh, we got married in a gym. It was, you know, we had everybody make cake so that we didn't have to ask a baker. Um, we had a friend make decoration. It was such low cost wedding. Um, you know, maybe the whole thing was um, $5,000, including the dress, the food, and everything like that. Um, and that means that now you think like, well, why didn't she plan it more? Why didn't she wait? Because we just, you know, it was good timing. We're like, we're going to get married. Uh, let's just do it. And um, we've been married for 20 years now. So we must have done something right. Something right. <laughs> what I want to tell you is basically, is there ever a great time to start a business? Is there ever a great time to have a child? Is there ever a great time to start your podcast or get married or anything like that? If the time is when you make the time, it is going to be the time. So just make the time. Right. <laughs> Right. I like that. Yeah. You've got to make the time. You can't wait for the time. Got to make nope. it. Declare right? it. It's like today. It, let's just do it. <laughs> yes. Yes. How fun. Uh, Dr. Christiane, it has been a pleasure. It has been amazing. I love listening to you. You have such a such a happy, um, you know, demeanor. And um, I, I'm sure that your clients love working with you. And like I said before, please, everybody, check her out. Say hi to her on social media. Say hi to both of us. And if you have any other questions, drop them. And you can drop them and the coach, Marty Angel, and I will forward to her if we have any questions. Um, other than that, it has been an amazing, amazing morning. Thank you so much for spending it with me. Thank you. Gracias por estar aquí a todas las que están escuchando. Gracias. Again, this is Marty Angel, su for the Mujer de Éxito Unbounded. And today, the Mujer de Éxito Unbounded, Dr. Christiane Schroeder. Thank you so much for being on. Gracias por estar aquí. Gracias. <laughs> All right. This episode brought to you by Celevive Hydrating and Lifting Sheet Mask. The Celevive Hydrating and Lifting Sheet Mask locks in intense moisture to perfectly prime your skin for restful sleep. Apply this relaxing hydration serum several times a week to pamper yourself and radiate your healthier looking complexion. 
Sheet masking is all the rage right now. Make it a regular part of your healthy skincare regimen today. Celevive Hydrating and Lifting Sheet Mask. Click the link below and get yours today.